New season. Who this? Two more days till Cowboys football starts. You ready? I am. But what do we have to do to pull off the week one win? Well, let's get into it. Hello and thank you for choosing the Armchair Champion Podcast. This is Tori, the Armchair Champion. Uh, I want to come to you guys with some thoughts uh, as uh, Cowboys uh, opening night uh, draws nigh, where we're facing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for the second year in a row on Sunday Night Football. Uh, last year's matchup uh, was uh, pretty much a slugfest. It came down to the wire and maybe a field goal here or there made, we would have been put over the top likely. But um, it didn't work out that way. Hopefully, we can capture lightning in a bottle and distribute it in our favor. But um, I just want to talk to talk to you all and give a few brief point, not pointers, but a few brief thoughts as to what... Uh, Dallas Cowboys would need to do in order to actually uh, bring the game into their favor. Okay, the first first thing I'm thinking is offensively, how are we going to look? That's probably the biggest concern that's on everyone's mind uh, in Dallas Cowboys Nation. When we see what happened last year or this past offseason during free agency, you know, we lost Amari Cooper. We lost Cedric Wilson on offense. Um, we lost uh, Connor Williams, um, who, well, personally, in my opinion, Connor Williams, he committed a lot of um, untimely and costly penalties, you know, and it didn't seem like he was making that jump at the left guard position. So, it was only fair to the cow to himself and you know for the future of the Dallas Cowboys for Connor Williams and an organization to part ways. Um, we lost uh, Lyle Collins. Um, Lyle Collins, uh, he's in Cincinnati now. So we lost a couple of pieces in our offensive core and then not to mention the ACL tear from Michael Gallup. Um, so we're missing our number two receiver um, and who was our number one last year in Amari Cooper. And now the number one is CD lamb. Then as far as NFL uh, well, experience, you have Noah Brown up next. As far as anyone that's actually scored a touchdown in a football game that counts in the NFL, 
you have a CD lamp and then you cut the deck. Um, Ezekiel Elliott's going to be Ezekiel Elliott. Dak's going to be Dak. Um, we have that assured. And CD lamp, uh, we can only hope he's, uh, we can only hope that what we're investing in CD lamb is what we're going to get in return. Um, CD lamb has been a dynamic receiver. You know, he has been, um, he has made some catches and plays, you know, that <laughs> most would believe no, you know, other, well, you know, most would believe couldn't be made, but he has made those, you know, and this prompts the Dallas Cowboy, uh, front office to believe that he's ready to be in that position. I believe he can be the number one. However, the conservative side of myself, as far as it goes, I believe that he could have used maybe another year um, with another number one on the other side of the lineup. I think he could have used maybe another year personally, but I also believe that he can rise to the challenge. Uh, it's been kind of a, a push him. Like I've been pulled two different ways as far as CD lamb, but I think he can, I think he can make the impact that uh, they're investing in by just investing in him as the number one receiver. Um, so with CD in CD lamb's uh, case, um, I personally thought he could use another year. And I said that myself, uh, even last season, I thought he could use at least one more year um, at the number two before taking that leap. But I also believe that if given the challenge, which he has been given the challenge, he can rise to the occasion. So I believe C. Lamb will be all right. Um, it's been, like I said, it's been a bit of a tug of war and, you know, like with, in, inside my own mind, as far as, uh, how C lamb would fare as the number one receiver. Um, but as time's gone along this off season, I believe that CD will be all right. My biggest concern is who's behind CD. We have Noah Brown, who's been on the team for a few, for some seasons, but he's not seen any real game action. Then you have uh, a Jalen Tolbert, Simi Fajoko. You have uh, Dennis Houston, a rookie receiver that's been turning heads at camp. And you also have James Washington, who uh, the Dallas Cowboys signed um, in the offseason as a free agent. He is also himself on the mend. Um, so we're going to be without his services for a little bit of time. The biggest concern is the amount of unproven talent or the amount of unproven roster depth that we have in the wide receiver room. That's probably the biggest concern. Most are probably thinking, who's that going to throw to? Well, if you've seen the camp film and those things, you know, and we all know it's just camp, but, you know, it seems like Dak has established a pretty good rapport with uh, the receiver's um, that are going to be that are going to be rostered going into the game Sunday night. The question is, when the lights are on, and the game starts. How are they going to fare um, in the big moment, prime time? You know, it doesn't get much bigger than prime time football um, in the NFL. So, how are they going to fare? Well, 
that definitely remains to be seen. That's, uh, like I said, <laughs> the quite the amount of question marks on the uh, wide receiver depth chart are are the amount uh, is it's basically it's it's a lot of uh, question uh, marks uh, going across that depth chart outside of CD Lamb. So we're in a position where we didn't pick up any big free agent wide receivers or anything of that nature or anything that anyone who's a known solid veteran to compliment C.E. Lamb. So it's pretty much going to be trial by fire or in their case, baptism under fire. So we'll see how they fare in that one. Another concern offensively is the offensive line. Um, we have the uh, rookie uh, Tyler Smith who came in and he was projected to start at left guard and he's been doing great things. If you've seen his preseason games, this guy is definitely he's definitely a force to be reckoned with. He is a mauler and I like maulers on the line. I've always said when it comes to the offensive line, I love a big nasty. You know, just a big, you know, this big gets his hands on you mean and nasty. He will drag you out of way if he can, if he can make a hole for his running back or if he can clear the way uh, get his quarterback some time. But um Tyler Smith, he's got a he's got a tremendous upside. You know, I know initially I was wondering what the Cowboys were doing when they picked him in the first round, but you know, I started to see some tape on him and you know, I had to change my mind like overnight. So I was like, you know what, maybe this isn't such a bad idea. You know, we think of it, we've got you know, we got a, a line that hasn't really been the line that has been touted to be since like 2014, 2017, maybe the latest. And you have an aging Zach Martin and an aging and ever so hurt Tyron Smith, um, even though Zach Martin is still solid. Zach Martin. Yes. People all over the league respect Zach Martin's talent. His talent is still going through and through. Um, and people respect Tyron Smith as well, but Tyron Smith's availability is it's questionable in any point in time. Like you could almost and, and the, the sad part is for as good as Tyron Smith is, you know, it's almost as though you're literally setting your watch to when he might be hurt. And that's sad, especially for a guy with Tyron's talent. You know, I don't like seeing that happen to Tyron, but unfortunately it's been happening. So it becomes where it becomes a situation where they've come to a crossroads where sadly they have to start thinking about uh, the availability and consistency of another person in his stead. Um, of course, we've seen Tyron Smith. He's been sensational, especially when he came into the league. And you hate to see that time come where they have to start thinking about moving on. But um, it has come to that point. Sadly, it's come to that pass um but tyler smith is definitely a good person in his stead um again like i said he's been looking great at left guard especially in the preseason and in camp but with tyron smith going down with that uh with the injury he took right before like maybe was it a right at, just right after preseason um and a practice he took an injury that's basically going to take him the better part of the season to fully heal from Tyler Smith is now thrown into the left tackle position. It helps that Tyler Smith was a left tackle in college. Um, 
a lot of us, including myself, are concerned that he's been training and being coached up to be a left guard for so long. You know, since he's been drafted, he's gone through rookie mini camps, rookie OTAs, preseason camp, training camp, and all the uh, other, all the other um, skill building uh, practices and everything to become to start at left guard. But I don't think it'll be too hard to transition. The only thing is that the professional game is going to be faster. He's going to be dealing with guys that are faster. I've been doing it longer. Um, I've <laughs> learned and implemented and applied techniques that he hasn't seen before. So the concern at this point with him starting a left guard is not his talent. It's more so um, is he going to be able to fend off uh, an edge rusher that's basically been around the block a few times that has some tricks up his sleeve that might make Tyler Smith wonder where that cut when that came from. You know, those are some things, you know, those are just a couple of questions, a few questions that, you know, fans are concerned about with him being thrust at the left tackle position, though he's been training all off season to be a left guard. I think he can do okay. Um, I guess my concern is if anything, like, you know, say if he gets beat in a few matchups, will that start to affect his confidence? He doesn't seem like a guy whose confidence will be affected. I think that he will rise to the occasion. That youthfulness in him won't let him just <laughs> tank in, in the confidence uh, in the confidence uh, column. He's going to likely try to rise to the occasion and in my opinion, um, the thing is, you don't want Dak's blind side vulnerable. You really don't, you know, because you've got Connor McGovern, who's now at left guard instead of uh, Tyler Smith. You got Connor McGovern at left guard, and then when you move on to the right center, it's still Tyler Biotish. Um, personally, just looking at what happened last year on the line. You know, even with Connor Williams in and in or out of the lineup, Connor McGovern, I didn't see him do so well at left guard. You know, if we were talking right guard, then likely, yes. But you have Zach Martin at right guard, so you don't have to worry about that. That, that position is holding, he's holding down the position. But we're talking about the blind side of Dak. My biggest concern is Dak's entire blind side, you know. Um, all it takes is a missed blocking assignment or... You know, someone blocking the wrong guy and letting him through, and then the play is going to go negative or a turnover might happen. Or, God forbid, you know, your quarterback's down for a little while. And I'm not looking for that and definitely not trying to speak it up, but I'm just talking about the possibilities of his blind side being vulnerable. So that offensive line uh, on the blind side is definitely a concern. So I'm keeping personally a close eye on that, and I'm sure you all are too. But, you know, we definitely want to hope that the blind side can shore up and be more solid. And hopefully Connor McGovern can um, bring something. Maybe he's made some uh, improvements in his game as working at working at left guard. So hopefully that'll um, be a concern that can be quelled or at least uh, eased um, when we start playing uh, against the Buccaneers. I mean, the, the Buccaneers themselves, they have a fierce defensive line. I mean, we're talking about um, we're talking about uh, Jason 
Jason Pierre Paul Vita Vea, who himself is a tank. <laughs> um, you've got uh, Shaq Barrett. You've got guys like that. You know, like you don't want any side of your line to be outstandingly vulnerable when you've got that kind of uh, firepower up front on the defensive line, especially with uh, Tampa Bay. And you have Todd Bowles, who's a defensive co- who's a defensive coach, running that defense. You know, he's a head coach, but he's also a defensive coach. And he's been a defensive coordinator for some time in the league. He's been around the block and he knows what he's doing. So you, you kind of don't want any side of the uh, line vulnerable, especially the blind side. Because if they see any vulnerability, these rushers, they uh, that line, they're going to know where to attack likely. And then Ty Bowles is going to know. And he's going to try to mix it up. He's going to send everything he can at that vulnerability. Um, so that's a big concern. I, I personally think offensively, maybe we can stay and have some extra help, some chip help. Um, maybe extra, maybe we'll get an extra tight end in there or maybe have the running back, uh, Zeke, uh, maybe sort of chip block or try to help block, you know, on passing downs that, that would probably help. I would think personally, um, but those are my concerns, basically, offensively, is the uh, wide receiver room and the blind side on that offensive line. You know, uh, those are my basic concerns. Another uh, concern is the penalties. Will the penalties on the offensive line, will they go down? Will those penalties, will it, will the percent, will the percentage of penalties drop um, with the uncertainty on the line? I'm not exactly confident that that will happen, but again, like I said, it all goes back to hope. You hope it does, but I'm not exactly confident that the level of uh, penalties on offensive line, like the penalties, like, you know, you get your holding, you know, false starts, personal fouls and things like that. Those, I'm not entirely confident that those will exactly um, be cut down in this game hopefully they will hopefully we don't see (laughs) any penalties if any i hope we won't see any penalties at all um offensively but i'm not entirely confident that that's going to be the case um but i think the the biggest thing is protecting Dak, and they've got to create ways to protect Dak. they have to i believe they have to um, that's basically a way to keep them going offensively. Um, offense is going to run through Dak Prescott, so they have to protect him. They have to mix it up and find some different variants uh, and ways to slide protections for Dak. You know, most likely on the blind side. So they, I think, they have to get creative and strategic about protecting Dak Prescott's blind side. You know, there's one thing if you can see it coming, maybe you can plan for it. But if you can't see it coming, that's likely the most dangerous situation you can be in and it just so happens to be an unfortunate uh, turn of events that Dak's blind side is in a position to where you know he's not in a position where like when he when he comes up he's going to immediately see it coming he has to depend on those guys on the uh, blind side on his left side to hold up or give him some time or make sure nobody nobody just you know, just, just hits him with a with a bad hit. Basically, keep the pocket clean where he can't see. 
Um, so that's what we're that's what I'm looking at on my end as far as offensively. Defensively, I, I, I have full confidence the defense can show up. Full confidence. Um, I guess there's a question of as to whether or not on the receiving core for Tampa Bay, Chris Galvin's going to come back. Now, if he comes back, the question is, is he going to be limited? Um, I don't know how, well, none of us knows exactly how they're planning to use Chris Godwin if he comes back because he himself suffered an ACL tear as well. Um, around the same time that Michael Gallup, uh, got his ACL tear, um, oh, sorry, ACL tear. <laughs> but, um, if he comes back, is he going to be limited? Is he going to be used in situational, um, downs, anything of that nature? It's hard to tell. I'm saying watching Chris Godwin, you know, who's going to do it. You know, that, that's the biggest, I won't say concern, but I'll say, is he going to come back? Because that further expands what that offense can do in Tampa Bay. Um, so I would definitely fully expect they are going to want to have Anthony Brown ready. Maybe some uh, help. Um, I don't know if Kelvin Joseph or Nashawn Wright's getting a nod for the game. But they're definitely going to want to keep their corners on alert. You know, maybe they also keep the safeties uh, on lookout there. Um, Trayvon Diggs versus Mike Evans. That's always an intriguing matchup. So I think Trayvon Diggs can handle it. Um, he's good um, for as much grief as he got about giving up yardage. He didn't give up as many. He didn't give up a whole lot of touchdowns to support that argument. It's moot. It's debatable. Um I, I don't get why that was even an, an, an issue. I mean, that's the stat that nobody in like, if you look at like all the like main network sites, you know, like they have NFL stats, you know, if you look at like CBS or NBC or NFL themselves, yards given up by a cornerback are not a stat that I saw. So I don't understand why it's even an argument. It's moot. It's a moot point. It's deba- it's debatable. I'm not worried about that. My biggest thing is, did the guy get a touchdown over you? No. Let's keep pushing. But I think Trayvon will be all right against some Mike Evans. Um, Got to see these linebackers. You know, you, Michael Parsons is Michael Parsons is Michael Parsons. So, you know, he's going to do his thing. Um, outside of him, we have uh, the premiere. We may have looks like we have the premiere of Anthony Barr. My biggest concerns like Leighton Van Der Esch. And of course, I've been anticipating seeing Jabril Cox. You know, I, he was a pick that I really wanted. He was a pick uh, when I did the uh, 2021 uh, mock drafts. I picked him a few times, like the third round, fourth round. And sure enough, we picked him up in about around that same area. So I felt a bit of accomplishment, even though it was just a mock draft. But, you know, even still, he's a good player, you know, and he's a good player. He was a good player at LSU. And he made a couple of good plays for us before he got hurt last year. So I'm definitely anxious to see Jabril Cox get in and mix it up. Definitely want to see what he has to offer. I can't wait to see him perform. Um, so definitely. So we do want to see what these linebackers are going to do. Uh, I'm confident that that unit's been getting coached up well enough to where they can come and perform and be stout. So, I mean, the, the offense, I mean, the defensive line as a whole, I mean, the defensive unit as a whole, I'm confident. in. I'm also anxious to see the, how they're going to rotate in and out on, on this offensive line all the way up and down the offensive uh, offensive. I'm sorry. Talking a bit too fast. But um, I'm also 
anticipating how they're going to rotate up and down this defensive line. You know, we've got Neville Galmore, we've got Oso Diggy Zua coming in, we've got Chauncey Goldston, we've got Sam Williams, we've got Demarcus Lawrence. You know, we've got quite a few people <laughs> that they can rotate in and out. Um, so, you know, that's just to name a few. And we still have Dorrance Armstrong, I believe. So, well, yes, we still have Dorrance Armstrong. He's still in. And he can make some plays, too. He can definitely make some plays coming off the edge. So that's always good to work in our favor. You know, he's been there when we needed him. So it's going to be exciting and interesting to see what this line can do on this defensive line, what they can do, see if they can, you know, make Tom Brady sweat, you know, keep that pocket uncomfortable. You know, if you make it uncomfortable for Tom Brady, you know, he tends to not be as calm and he might make some erratic decisions or some snap decisions that don't favor the team well. Um, So if you can make that pocket uncomfortable on that defensive line and with that linebacking core, if you can keep him, if you can keep him from settling down in the pocket, you can win. That's basically half the battle there. Um, So. That defensive line, the way they rotate in and out, they keep them fresh and keep them consistently going after Tom Brady and going after that backfield and busting that pocket up. You know, they can definitely win that battle. Um, again, they can definitely win that battle, especially with uh, the Buccaneers offensive line, who themselves are experiencing some some uh, some fluctuation there. Um, So, you know, those are some ways that, I mean, so that that's something I'm looking for, um, forward to as well as seeing this defense come out and perform. You know, Dan Quinn is an amazing defensive coordinator. He's like one of the guys and those, those guys, those players on that defense, they look like and seem like they would run through a wall for Dan Quinn if they had to. So that's a good response from your players when you're a coach. And, you know, you can see it up and down that whole, that whole defense. You can see it. Those guys are ready and willing to go out there and give their all for them. You know? So that's the hallmark of a good coach. And I'm just excited to see those guys go and get after it. So that'll be an interesting matchup. Um looking forward to seeing it of course i'm looking forward to cowboys football coming coming back um the unknowns on offense are the things that concern me the most but you know we shall see we'll see how it unfolds and as always i'd love to be proven wrong i'd love to be proven wrong in my concern you know i'm more than willing to accept and eat that plate of crow (laughs) if i'm wrong when it comes to these dallas cowboys but, you know, at the moment, it is a legitimate concern. You know, it is a legitimate concern. So my my prediction for this game, as far as the score, I feel like it might be a close one. But this time, I think Cowboys catch lightning in a bottle and use it to their favor. I call 31-27 for the Dallas Cowboys. So it's a narrow margin of victory, but it's a victory. Nonetheless, that's my score prediction. That's my score prediction. And I also (laughs) want to um, 
express another key to uh, winning is know where Vita Vea is. I mean, this guy can he can make a pocket collapse in no time. He's athletic, fast, strong. You know, big guy who's athletic and strong and fast. So that's a deadly combination. You know, so if you want to keep the pocket clean, know where Vita Vea is and try to get away from him or do something to try to at least hold him up. You know, offensively on an offensive line, try to move, slide the protection around. That's what I would think. Um, that's a that's a major key to victory. If you want to move the ball on the ground, or you know, if you want to let Dak uh, get comfortable in the pocket and you know, sort of settle down and get his reads and you know make his throws as needed. But um, I just wanted to add that a little bit because that that concern has been eating at me for the last few days. How do you protect against Vita Vea? Um, I asked that question even on the uh, Pick Six Sports uh, um, show on YouTube. Uh, you get the chance, go and check them out. Uh, Pick Six Sports. Um, they do their uh, they do their their shows on Wednesdays nights and Friday nights. They have Freestyle Friday. Um, they're actually on right now as uh, with this recording, Freestyle Friday. But um, I'm gonna join them as soon as I'm done with this. It won't be too long. Will be a few minutes here, but um, I asked the question: um, How do you strategize blocking Vita Vea? And um, they had a guest, um, and his answer was, "You run, just run away from him." <laughs> I gotta agree. You know, he's probably the most. He's probably my biggest concern on their defense. You know, outside of uh, Shaq Bad or Jason Pierre-Paul. My biggest concern is Vita Vea, because if we're going to try to establish a run first, um, run first uh, strategy or a run strategy, we have to know where he is at all times and try to get the play away from him or at least slide protection to where we can actually make the play happen. So we have to remember that that's number one to me. Plays live and die at the line of scrimmage. So if you're on the line of scrimmage or you're uh, trying to slide protections at the line of scrimmage or call protections, you need to know where Vita Vea is. The guy will blow up any play anytime. So <laughs> that's definitely number one with a bullet for me as far as uh, offensive strategy to win. But um, I just thought I'd mention that there because it's been on my mind and, you know, I didn't want to get off of this microphone without expressing how much of a concern Vita Vea is on the, uh, from the, an offensive standpoint. That guy is, yeah, <laughs> he's that guy. Um, but uh, nonetheless, you know, I still say it's a close game, much like last year, but I think Dallas Cowboys come out 31-27 victorious. So... To sum it up, offensively, protection is the big thing. Protection, you know, slide your protections. Make sure you cover Dak's blind side. Know where Vita Vea is, <laughs> you know, um, and then make the play from there. Um, and defensively, you've got to make that pocket uncomfortable for Tom Brady. Very uncomfortable, you know, where he, he can't seem to get his reads in because, well, He's got a defender in his face. So those are strategies I have for winning of 31-27 to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Okay, I'm going to get off of here now. I just wanted to share some thoughts, and I actually went longer than I was hoping. But, hey, when you're talking Dallas Cowboys football, 
there's no time limit for me. Um, but I do want to go ahead and uh, jump off here. Um, I want to thank you once again for tuning into the Armchair Champion. Uh, I will join you all for my thoughts after the game, uh, the point during the week. And uh, we'll look forward to the next game on the schedule. And we'll talk about uh, what we need to do to come out with a victory with that one. So hopefully the Cowboys walk in there and they take care of business. Walk out victorious against these Tampa Bay Buccaneers at home at AT AT&T Stadium. And, you know, hopefully we can uh, have something to celebrate come next week. That's my time. I'm going to go ahead and take off here. Until the next time I talk to you all, take care. God bless. And I will see you on the sidelines. Thank you for listening. Peace.